This episode of Lean Green Dad Radio is sponsored by Clean Machine, providing the best line of clean vegan sports nutrition supplements on the planet. Visit them online at cleanmachineonline.com and use the code LGD for Lean Green Dad CMA for 20% off at checkout. That's LGD CMA. Everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. Hey everybody, welcome to Lean Green Dad Radio. From sunny Orlando, Florida, this is Lean Green Dad Radio, the podcast that provides fuel for families. And now, here's your host, Corey Warren. Hey guys, how's it going? Hopefully you're having an awesome week. What's up? My name is Corey, and if you're first time hearing us, your first time listening and tuning in, then thank you. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me. Uh, my name's Corey. I am a husband, a father of three, and a plant-based athlete. And each week I get to talk to some of the most inspiring folks that I can find to help keep me motivated to stay fit eat healthy, and really get the most out of life as a busy parent. See, for me, finding time to work out and make healthy, quick meals for me and my family, all while spending quality time together, can be really hard when we overschedule ourselves. So, my hope is that by me getting a chance to talk to some of these folks, that you'll take away some quick tips or maybe some inspiration hmm, to keep you and your family going strong. Now, today's guest, we've got Muscle Man Robert Cheek. If you haven't met Robert or heard of him, then you must not be a fan of building muscle on a vegan diet. But you can. He started off as a bodybuilder, and he transitioned from working for one of the largest vegan supplement companies in the world to now doing his own thing. He's the author of a few books, namely uh, Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness and also Shredded, all focused on building muscle on a vegan diet. He's also a speaker, an activist, and an all-around pretty awesome guy. I had the chance to talk to him and we shared some great insights. Uh, you know, I really wanted to dive into him working for that vegan supplement company. It's Vega, uh, just to reveal that. And Vega is a you know supporter of Lean Green Dad as well. And his eventual stepping away from that company to pursue his own interests and deeply invest in the whole food plant-based lifestyle that he lives today. There's a ton of great stuff in this episode. I'm really excited for you to hear it. So let's get into it. It's my interview with Mr. Vegan Muscle himself, Mr. Robert Cheek. All right, guys, here we are. So welcome to the show, Mr. Robert Cheek. Glad to have you, sir. Thanks, Corey. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We're glad to have you. Uh, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, especially uh, Jeff Palmer over at uh, Clean Machine. I've known yep. Jeff for so long and uh, gosh, Rip Esselstyn. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So uh, it's it's good to have another friend in the vegan world. I'm so glad to have you and thank you for taking the time. I know that you just got done with a I, where were you were in what Daytona doing the uh, supporting our vegan powered racer, right? Yeah, I was at the Daytona International Speedway supporting Lilani Munter, who was driving the vegan powered number 15 race car for the ARCA series on the Daytona International Speedway track. And she rocked. She was uh, she started in 17th out of 42 and she got all the way up to fourth with only 25 laps left. And then she got hit from behind and uh damage to her car and had a long pit stop trying to repair it and uh, ended up in 19th. But she had a real shot at winning the race and certainly finishing in the top five. And uh, a lot of exposure there for 
for veganism with over a million people tuning in to watch and, and thousands there in person. So, uh, yeah, exciting time. Just got home a few hours ago. Now, of course, when you you were at the tent and you were helping people, you know, kind of understand the vegan lifestyle, but, you know, after a while, I mean, do you, do you ever get tired of hearing the where do you get your protein question or anything like that? How do you navigate the same questions over and over? Or did it, did it change? Was there a, a more of a, a higher level discussion? Uh, or what, do you, what are your just thoughts on that? Well, I've been doing this 21 years now, vegan for 21 years, an athlete the entire time. I started out as a high school athlete and five-sport athlete, then turned into a college runner and then had a 10-year bodybuilding career once I started lifting weights and retired about six or seven years ago from competitive bodybuilding. And these days I lift weights and write books and tour. And so I'm, I'm really out in the community a lot more these days than before. But the questions, the questions still remain. But I will say that they are not as common as they once were. I think people have a legitimate understanding of the fact that plants have protein and that we don't need animal sources of protein to be healthy. And that, and that in fact, if one would choose plant-based sources for not only protein but all aspects of nutrition, that they would probably uh, lower body fat, lower cholesterol, I- increase energy, uh, you know, improve artery function and um, and a whole host of other things. And the reason I say that is because, Corey, I think 15 to 20 years ago when I was new to this vegan thing and it was new to a lot of people, there was actually an idea that being vegan is an unhealthy thing. This is an unhealthy step that you're, you're taking a stance for animal rights, uh, which is what got me into it in the first place, by the way. But that was the attitude. That was the attitude. Even that was my attitude. I didn't know that it was a, a healthy or healthier thing. I just didn't want to eat animals anymore. But now, fast forward 15, 20 years to today, with the success of projects like Forks Over Knives and Cowspiracy and the China Study and Engine 2 and all of these, these aspects of documentaries and films and books and leaders in the industry, celebrities, whatever you, whatever you want to call it, there, there is now an idea. There's an association that veganism actually means improved health, improved energy, um, uh, you know, improved recovery from exercise, greater endurance, uh, and, and a leaner body, and and overall better health, and and those kind of positive things. So, I think that's a reflection of what the conversation is these days. Even though the questions are still there, they're not as common, and people have a better understanding. I love that. I love that. Yeah, dare I say people get shredded on the diet, right? <laughs> we'll, t- we'll, is, we'll talk about your book. I want to talk about your book in a second, but it, it is yeah. crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say, especially if you're avoiding processed foods and oils and things like that and understand calorie density and nutrient density and understand your true calorie expenditure and your true calorie intake by by being fully transparent and aware of those things, then yes, you can absolutely get shredded by eating plants and exercising. And it's a, it's a formula that will work if you put it into action and are consistent with it and allow adaptation to kick in and then improvement and success or byproducts of that. And then there you have your results. Now with, with you, was it overnight for you? Uh, I I know that you did it for the animals and, uh, you know, so it had to be almost, Night and day. I mean, one, one, what was that one thing that said, okay, whoa, this, this is messed up. I got to stop doing this. And then was it the next day, like a light switch? It was over? <laughs> yeah, it was. Wow. It was, 
December 8th, 1995. It was the very first day of the animal rights week at our high school that my older sister, Tanya, was organizing. And I decided, just out of respect for her, uh, older sister who I looked up to, that I would become a vegetarian or vegan, whatever that meant, for that week. I mean, I was going out every day for lunch, sophomore in high school, to a sandwich shop having ham or pastrami or bologna, whatever they were, sandwiches from a kind of a locally own subway type store sure sandwich express you know just a local store in my hometown and i told my buddies i said just for this week i'm you know i'm not gonna eat this stuff i'm gonna eat vegan foods whatever those are and uh once i did that once i attended day one of the animal rights week and watched videos of factory farming of animal testing i read literature i talked to people i had conversations i listened that's when i decided you know what i no longer want to contribute to animal suffering and cruelty and i'm going to go about making my life dedicated to helping others and even if that means sacrificing my athletic abilities because again back then i'm I'm talking 15 years old in the mid 90s before the internet as a five sport athlete in high school not not sure exactly what i'm doing and not knowing if this is a good thing for me or not i decided i was going to do it anyway and I did struggle a little bit at first because I was eating a lot of bagels and chips and salsa and uh, soy ice cream and not a lot of real food. Sure. But as soon as I started to figure that out and I continued to perform well and uh, I, I had a, a great athletic career for the rest of high school, I was on the number one soccer team in the state, the number two cross country team in the state. I went on to run uh, cross country in college for one year and, and then the very next year I got interested in this silly thing called weightlifting and uh, and that would uh, change the course of my life again. And and, and here I am, 21 years later, still doing it and working on a, a third, third and fourth book. So we'll see how that goes. Unreal. Well, I want to talk about that idea of processed food being unhealthy. You know, the, everybody doesn't transition right away to whole food plant-based, right? Some people they, they're stopping through at McDonald's. I think it's kind of rare for someone who's stopping through at McDonald's because they don't think they have enough time to feed their kids to a whole food plant-based diet. Unless there's something that clicks in their head like you or there's some kind of medical emergency. So, you know, with, with those meat-based or, or meat substitutes out there, you know, people always talk about, well, why why would I even eat a meat substitute when I could have an animal that's been grass-fed and perfectly well-raised. And so at the very basic level for me, I, I, you and I are both on the same page as far as the soy-based products and, and not doing those. I mean, I believe whole food plant-based is just the way to go. But for those people that are transitioning slowly, what would you say to those naysayers that are saying, why not eat a piece of grass-fed beef instead of some soy-processed quote-unquote product? My main answer, and I say this in all of my lectures that I give, or maybe not all of them, but oftentimes as I gauge the audience, I say this towards the end, that uh, when we really think about it, when we make our food choices, when we consume animals, we are, we are having a, uh, a, a taste preference. We're, we're deciding on a taste preference, but for the animal, it costs them their entire life their entire life just for our taste preference, just because I like the taste of this specific type of meat. I like the taste, I like the texture, I like whatever. And so my preference on a meal that is 
already not healthy and will very, very likely contribute negatively to my overall health and longevity and all of these different things associated is something that will actually cost another individual his or her entire life. And to me, that that's meaningful. To me, that, that makes a difference. There, there's clearly a difference between eating a uh, – you know, the difference between a, a raw carrot and a cooked carrot is pretty insignificant. Um, but eating a plant-based burger or something that used to be the inside of another animal who had his or her own family and, and their own interest to live a life free of fear, pain, and suffering, just like any other being shares those same desires, that, that's quite significant. And from a nutritional standpoint, Corey, what I would say is that, okay, fine, you have this the soy-based or whatever, it doesn't even have to be soy-based. There's some other ones that are not soy-based. Like I think the Beyond Burger is pea protein and some other different things. Uh, there's certainly some grain-based and, and um, legume-based uh, burger patties as well, not just soy stuff. Sure. But again, these foods uh, inherently don't have uh, cholesterol in them, inherently are, are typically lower in calorie density. Um, they inherently tend to have more uh, more micronutrients uh, in them. Uh, they have uh, 64 times more antioxidants in them. Um, you know, they're just and, and they don't have the tremendous resources that it takes to uh, create the uh, the farmland, the grass, the whatever. You know, the actual farmland to raise the animals, the water the animals need to consume, the grain the animals need to consume, the grass the animals need to consume, the shelter, the housing the animals need to have, the the labor resources to house the animals and the, the labor intenses and resources to harvest, slaughter, process, drive, ship, freeze, refrigerate, package these end result, these, these bits and pieces of animals that we call meat products. I mean, just an incredible amount of resources go into one of those aspects, consuming the animal-based food. And not even to mention all the pain and suffering and separating the baby calves from other calves and, and or the, the, the inability for chickens to move around and and have fresh air and spread their wings or cow uh, or or pigs be able to move and turn over and all that. You forget all about that. Just the the other aspect of the resources used for something that will very, very likely in the end contribute adversely to our overall health and to the health of the planet. That doesn't make fundamental sense to me. And so whether you are – whether you are, uh, have, have any association with animal rights, whether you're empathetic to that whatsoever is really irrelevant when you just look at the total resources and the stress on the planet, on our water, land, air. And if we have any kind of empathy for other people, uh, for, uh, for land for itself, um, for the planet itself, then it's very easy to see why – one decision to eat that soy-based or plant-based burger would make a lot more sense than having the animal-based burger. It's true. There's so many reasons. I mean, and you listed all the the effort that goes into doing this. Not only the the land was a huge thing. Cowspiracy really spoke to me from that you know point of view. But uh, yeah. it was Forks Over Knives for me that's that's kind of started it for me. And there's so many great documentaries out there. You know, if you know, there there's what are the three main reasons that you can 
live this lifestyle. It's the the planet, the animals, or yourself. You know, any way is a is a plus. But um, for me, it was forks over knives. What what was it for you? What documentary or movie or book was it for you? Of course, this is back when you were fifteen and ninety five. So this is yeah. So we're talking like basically like black and white commercials uh, <laughs> from you know whatever. Was, <laughs> well, I think they were. I think uh, certainly some of the animal testing videos were like black and white, you know, footage, undercover footage from the 80s and 90s of rabbits being uh, all their legs pinned down and things put in their eyes so we can have shampoo that won't burn our eyes and things like that. It really it was that kind of stuff. I mean, I still have some of those visions from 21 years ago of, of animals being pinned down, of uh, laboratory animals being tortured. And, and this, I mean, this this really resonated with me. I mean, because you can just imagine the kind of fear and pain that's associated with that. And especially I think when you're younger, maybe uh, you're more impressionable or you can, you can put yourself in that position without having to just kind of say, Oh, I'm, I know too much or I know enough that I, this doesn't bother me or I can discard this. It did have an impact on me, but I will say I wasn't always super healthy conscious when the first maybe 10 years or more of my vegan lifestyle even when i was a bodybuilder i was eating just tons of tofu hot dogs and tons of processed uh veggie slices of, of ham and turkey and bologna and pepperoni and all of this because that's what i thought i needed as a bodybuilder lots of protein lots of this kind of stuff it wasn't until i actually worked for the film forks over knives i worked in their santa monica office i helped launch the film i was part of their grassroots outreach campaign working from their office that made me look at food differently and furthermore that was a stepping stone but once i took dr t colin campbell's plant-based nutrition certification course through cornell through the center for nutrition studies that's what really that's what really encouraged me to give it a go and here's why corey let me sum it up for you this way I I wasn't totally sold on uh, this low protein thing, you know, this whole food approach. I'm like, what is this? What is this skinny doctor, uh, Doctor T. Colin Campbell, you know, in his 70s, late 70s at this point? What does he know about building lots of muscle and being really strong? And I was already a two-time champion vegan bodybuilder. What does he know about lifting weights and putting on muscle? But then I realized he knows he knows a lot more than I do. Um, he, he's significantly smarter. He's one of the uh, world experts, one of the world's foremost experts on nutrition and has, has carried some of the most prestigious titles um, in nutrition as well as sitting on the, the as the chair of all these different committees and just a world-renowned expert. And so I decided I would do one thing. And this is what I think 99% people are unwilling to do. And I decided, you know what, I owe it to Dr. Campbell and myself to give it a try. Here I am, already uh, a semi-accomplished bodybuilder, and uh, and I'm now going to all of a sudden stop using all the protein supplements that I was using. I'm going to stop doing the processed foods. I'm going to not no longer focus on a high-protein diet. I'm going to cut my calories down. I'm going to eat whole foods, things like potatoes and rice and beans and lentils and oats and leafy greens and quinoa and fruits and some nuts and seeds and and other grains and legumes and all that. And I'm going to see what happens. And uh, and when you know it, um, over time, I got uh, I got bigger and stronger than I ever was as a competitive bodybuilder with a low protein diet. And I still document some stuff to the to this day. Uh, here we are in early 2017, and I was documenting my food intake for a period for this project I called the November Project. I wanted to find out what I was really eating. 
And sure enough, over the course of an entire month, I was averaging just about 10% of my calories coming from protein, which most people, especially as a weightlifter or a bodybuilder, would say it's insane. That's, that's way too low. That's, that's unheard of. But Dr. Campbell said his research, his studies, his experiments showed that we needed maybe 5 to 10% of our calories coming from protein. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to give that a try. And, uh, and it's worked. So that's why I wrote the book Shred It. I actually got Dr. Campbell to endorse it, as well as Esselstyn and Forks Over Knives and a bunch of others. And it's the project I'm most proud of to date because I was willing to take a risk and follow the science and take my own bias out of it and allow myself to learn from someone who's a lot smarter than me. Now, was that hard for you? Because you worked with Vega too, right? In the past? Yeah. Yes. So, w- w- Vega was obviously, was that before you took Dr. Campbell's class? Like where was no, that? I was, I was still working for Vega at that time. So you were helping and to advise them on some of their stuff that they were doing and the choices they were making. I was, I was caught at this crossroads because I was working for a supplement company. My job was to promote the use of protein supplements and other things. And I stopped using them myself. And for the final two years, I had a really long, I mean, I was with Vega for 10 years. I was there from the beginning. I helped launch the company in the US uh, until the company sold. I was there from the very end. In fact, I was there about two or three months after the company sold and then I, you know, I left. But for that final two years I worked for the company, I wasn't even using the products. And I felt, I still felt awkward about the promotion of the product, though that was my job, but I found a really, a really great way around it that I thought, that I felt really good about. And what Vega allowed me to do was to work specifically within the bodybuilding.com community. And bodybuilding.com is a major website. I think they call themselves the number one supplement store in the world. I think they have something like 10 or 20 million customers. They ship out at tremendous amount of products, mostly whey protein and casein. Uh, And so what I did was I focused my final year or two specifically with bodybuilding.com, getting people who swear by whey and casein protein, people who are going to use supplements no matter what. They're just passionate. They live for that kind of lifestyle. But getting them to try plant-based products, getting them to try Vega, I personally sent out 500 packages with a, I mean, uh, with a thank you card to every single person. I found highly influential people within the community, people who had posted maybe 10,000 times on the bodybuilding.com forum, people who had a, a, a high ranking title on the website, people who had an influence over others. And I turned so many people on to plant-based products that it saved a tremendous amount of animal lives. These people, you have to think about this, Corey, there, there are no bigger consumers of animal products than bodybuilders and NFL football player types, people who were eating that many calories and getting it almost exclusively from chicken and fish and whey and casein and eggs. And I got so many people to not only support and embrace plant-based products, but because I was so active, I posted thousands of times myself in that community. I heard from a bunch of people who said, you know what? Not only am I buying Vega now instead of this stuff, I've become vegetarian. Uh, Some people became vegan. And it all started because there was, uh, you know, what they considered a nice guy, a friendly guy who was, I was very helpful. I didn't fight with people in the forum. I didn't, I didn't attack them for not 
uh, for eating animals, you know, and not being vegan and not being compassionate. I was super compassionate. I was enthusiastic. I was willing to give people free products to try. And it was a win-win for everyone because I think Vega's sales on bodybuilding.com went up like 200 or 400%. So I did my job and I didn't have to sit there and try to sell Vega to vegan people. I could still promote the whole food lifestyle, the Dr. Campbell style to my vegan audience and to people who had no idea who I was in the bodybuilding.com community. I was just the official rep for this company called Vega that was hooking them up with some products to try. I was able to do my job there and save a ton of animal lives that way. So that's how I could reconcile that, um, that crossroads that I was at with Vega because it, that was my 10 year career and my contract wasn't up yet and I couldn't afford to leave just financially I couldn't afford to leave and Vega also allowed me that time to write shred it while I was still working for them so so as soon as my time was up which they knew and I knew we, we, we both knew that I was leaving to pursue something different I finished with Vega they went on to bigger and better things and I went on to release shred it which was my main source of income for the last two years touring around the world with the book and it's been a great experience, but that's how it that's how it all started, and that's how I was able to mend that situation that I was in. That is such an incredible story, and thank you so much for sharing that. I know that you probably talk about it all the time, and people are trying to find, oh, wait a minute, but this guy's whole food plant based, but he works for Vega and all this kind of stuff. So I actually, Corey, I actually haven't talked about it. No way, much. you're kidding. No, no, because I, I I didn't really want to clash, you know, and and bring that up. I I just I had almost like two different tracks that I was on. I promoted my, my own book. and In fact, I was almost worried that I might get in trouble with Vega promoting my whole food message so much to my, all my audiences. But behind the scenes, my regular 40-hour week job or whatever with Vega, I was on bodybuilding.com and I was shipping packages and putting contests together and and creating incentives, you know, buy buy two things, get this thing free so they were to make sure people were actually not just taking advantage of free stuff, but they were buying it too. I sent out over 100 or 200 Vega t-shirts to that community and had them post and change their profile photo to one wearing a Vega shirt and keep it there for a full month. So they're just constantly promoting Vega everywhere they are on that on that massive website. I had so many things going on, but I didn't really talk about it because I didn't want to, I didn't want to confuse audiences. I didn't want to, oh, what do you mean you don't? You work for Vega, yet you're, yet you're not promoting the products, or you are. You know, I didn't want to confuse my my main vegan audience. I just went out with the enthusiasm for my new book and allowed my Vega career to kind of fade away. And that ended in 2015 anyway. And I could just fully embrace my whole food plant-based diet and actually talk about it publicly. And that's why, Corey, I haven't talked about it that much because it was a very, it was a very challenging time. I wondered, I mean, am I being authentic? Should I leave? My contract isn't up. Is it, it would be a huge financial hit for me if I leave. And that's when I just found ways to still do my vegan activism in different ways through that bodybuilding community. So, um, and I felt, actually I felt really good about it because I was, even with all my work with Vega, I was just basically selling a vegan product to mostly vegans. I wasn't doing much as far as my activism and outreach. I was selling products, I was making money for the company and myself, but it was when I reached that non-plant-based audience that I really started to feel a much more rewarding experience coming from it because I knew I was making a difference for the environment, for people. I was changing people's lives, getting them off this this path of 
whey and casein protein that's just going to destroy their health later on and get them on alkaline forming plant-based products and, and open that door to then learn about my book or learn about the, the, the plant-based lifestyle. And, and we saw what happened. Some people fully embraced it. It is. And it's huge. I, God, Robert, I mean, I just, I, again, thank you so much for sharing that. I think one of the things that you said is it's all about the approach, right? And so when I was at uh, Plant Stock this year, I got to go to the Esselstyn farm and hang out and everything. And boy, you, you've spoken at that, right? Haven't you spoken yeah. in the past? Okay. Yeah, just once. So when I was there, it was incredible. And one of my favorite presentations, now you can see him on YouTube, but it's not the same, is Dr. Doug Lyle. And yeah. The way that he handles some of those questions that come from people, the same thing, where do you get your protein? But they have ulterior motives, right? Um, they, they really don't care actually where you get your protein. They just want to kind of debunk what they think is a myth that you, you, know, you can build vegan muscle with a, a plant-based diet. So um, anyways, I, I, I agree with you. It is all about the approach and I think it's absolutely fascinating, absolutely fascinating that you were able to reach out to the bodybuilding.com crowd and not only get them to try the products, but get them to live this lifestyle. I mean, you're absolutely right. You were a soldier. You were like a spy, you know, for the, yeah, for the vegan mean, I, world. Well, yeah, I had a completely – I mean I, I'm always positive. You know, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not one of these guys that post negative stuff or yep. whines or complains. I've never – I haven't done that in years online. But I had this just such a positive persona and I was supporting all these other people and I was encouraging people and I was just like – because, you know, if, if you were to go to bodybuilding.com, it's a ton of – I mean there's millions of members for one. And so there's a lot of name calling and fighting and all of that. And, and even when I would promote uh, – plant-based products like who, who wants to try that you know free vegan protein powder whatever and people talk trash oh, you know I'd rather eat you know whatever I'd throw it in the garbage I, I never fought with those people I just you know I maybe thank them for their opinion and said you know I'm sorry to hear that but I you know I'd love to still give you a chance to try it if, if you're willing and, and people just like were taken aback by that like because they're they're used to confrontation or people fighting or name calling or whatever and and I just had a completely different approach where I was sincerely interested in helping people find their way. I was already a fairly accomplished bodybuilder. A lot of these guys are college kids or, you know, they're 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 weightlifters trying to become bodybuilders. They have aspirations. And I and I already know like all these celebrity bodybuilders and stuff. And so when I would post photos of me and Arnold Schwarzenegger or me and Jay Cutler, me and famous guys, they gave me some legitimacy as well. Like, whoa. This vegan guy, who well, one, he's in pretty good shape when I showed them my bodybuilding photos, and so maybe he's onto something. And number two, like he must be a legit guy. He knows all these these famous guys, um, and that's mostly just because I've been in the industry for a long time and I made a few friends along the way. But but it was it was that approach that uh, that opened up the door for people who I guarantee, if you just sat there and and told them, oh, you need to go watch Cowspiracy, you need to go watch. Forks over knives. You need to stop doing this. You need like no one wants to be told what to do, but when you welcome them to a new idea, a new concept, give them encouragement. Uh, even in my case, like a handwritten thank you card. Thank you so much for taking the time to try Vega. Uh, you know, I hope you enjoy it. And if so, you know, feel free to spread the word. And it just took off. And that's a type of activism that goes under the radar. But I've always focused on something that. My friend Brian Wendell, who created Forks Over Knives, says um, – he said this in the office one time. He said, listen, uh, 
animals don't care why you stop eating them. They just care that you stop. And so even if, even if no one really even knew that what I was doing with bodybuilding.com for a year or two and went totally under the radar, uh, I was I knew I was making a, a big impact and having a and making a big difference for animals. And and they don't care what approach I'm taking. They don't care that I'm giving out free free Vega stuff that's going to help people stop consuming milk and whey and casein. But uh, but I did it anyway because I I see the return on investment. I see what matters with that approach, and that's how I try to do. And that's that's why I was out in Daytona this past weekend. I was trying to interact with mainstream. NASCAR fans who are again very big consumers of chicken wings, hot dogs, burgers, and wanted to let them know that that they can still eat those same foods. They can eat vegan chicken wings, hot dogs, and burgers. And then when they start asking me, I'm out there in my tank top, you know, all tan and you know pumped up. Oh, you know, so what kind of supplements do you take? I can tell them about my story. You know, I don't take any. I just eat food, and these are the foods that I eat, and here's why. So I'm able to do, you know. A, a multiple uh, type of approach there to, to let them know they can still eat the foods they like, but also let them know if they want to take another step further later down the road, there's ways to do that too by eating the way that we eat the whole food plant-based style. I love it. I love it. Uh, let, let's talk about and transition to shred it. Uh, now, obviously you are a runner, a very successful runner and then you said, okay, I'm, I'm sick of being the skinny guy and I want to yeah. put on some muscle. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. And when I, when <laughs> I do my presentations, I kind of pound, you know, fist pump my, my heart. And I say, you know what? I, there was something that I was really good at and that was running. But then I checked in right here and I'm pounding my heart. You know, what do, what do I really want to do? And what I really want to do is to be bigger and stronger. I want to be something that I've never had. I've, I've, I always wanted to be, you know, this, Growing up as a kid, I watched pro wrestling, and I wanted to be a big, strong, muscle guy like those guys, and He-Man and Captain Planet. It sounds a little cheesy, but I used to I used to look up to those figures who were, in some cases, uh, positive role models, and albeit they were uh, cartoons, um, <laughs> Captain Planet and such. But I wanted to be bigger and stronger. It's something that I, I never really was. I mean, for perspective, when I was 14, I still have this my, my little health chart. Uh, it was eighth grade. I think I was 89 and a quarter pounds. I was barely over 100 pounds when I entered high school. I was 120 pounds when I became vegan. And just for perspective, I was 210 pounds a few weeks ago uh, or a couple months ago. That was my my max, about 208. So I put on about 90 pounds uh, since becoming vegan. So, you know, Running was something that um, came naturally to me, so I did it because I was pretty good at it, and I did it in college, and it was fun. But then again, like I said, I checked in with what's going to make me happy, and what I thought would make me happy was getting bigger and stronger, and I thought that would give me maybe more self-confidence or it would help me in, in future endeavors or career or personal interest, bring fulfillment, and so I did. And again, just like when I became vegan where I struggled a little bit where I wasn't eating a lot of the right foods. When I first got into lifting weights, I struggled a little bit because I wasn't eating enough calories. I wasn't putting myself in a position to build muscle. I struggled, and I talk about this in my lectures, talk about it in my books. But once I figured it out, put on 19 pounds in 12 weeks, 28 pounds in 10 months, another 10 pounds after that, became a competitive bodybuilder, I think, within a year. Five years later, I was in the 2006 Natural Bodybuilding World Championships. I was a two-time Northwestern USA Natural Bodybuilding Champion. I had veins running <laughs> throughout my body, and I was lean, <laughs> and I I had a, a decent 
uh, bodybuilding career, got in lots of magazines and promoted veganism that way and online and websites. And, and then that, I kind of did that same thing. I checked in right here and said, you know, what do I want to do now? And, and also, since I was eight years old, I wanted to be a writer. I, I just wanted to write books. My, my father has written 15 books. Um, he's a college professor, so he writes textbooks. That's not the, not really my style, but even as early as third grade, I was writing books, spiral bound, you know, laminated in in my mind, professional books at age okay. eight. And I wanted to do that as a career when I got older. And I was getting a little tired of bodybuilding, quite honestly. I had I just came off my most successful year ever, 2009, and I decided it was time to hang it up. And I decided to stop doing it, and within about four days, I wrote 100 pages of a book, a vegan bodybuilding book, and eventually published a book called Vegan Bodybuilding and Fitness in 2010, toured for a few years, and that's when I then stumbled upon Forks Over Knives and Dr. Campbell's work, and then I spent two years writing Shred It uh, with getting peer reviews from Dr. Gregor, Dr. Campbell, Dr. Milton Mills, Dr. Esselstyn, Juliana Hever, Kathy Freston, uh, all kinds of people. Brian Wendell, Rich Roll, Rip Esselstyn, and I had these, uh, I think, 29 world-renowned experts peer-review the book, and of course, that took another nine months or whatever, uh, because you have to wait to get their feedback and then make changes and and all that, and, and then that book came out just before Christmas 2014, November 2014, so just a little over two years, and it's taken me to Australia twice and Europe and Canada numerous times, and the Caribbean for the vegan cruise every every year, and um, it's been it's been an incredible journey um, from embracing that that lifestyle, uh, the whole food plant based lifestyle combined with fitness, and it's uh, it, it's helped me again, and it's just a new chapter of my life, and and when bodybuilding and running both kind of ran their course, uh, I found something else to do with my time. In fact, on that plane today, I was working on another new book, uh, working on that after I took a nap, <laughs> flying of back course. to Florida. So, uh, so that's what I do these days. Neat. Well, um, you know, I, I was a triathlete, so I was doing the Ironman circuit for a while, and uh, I was like 135 pounds going into the race, and, you know, you lose, what, 8,000 calories the day of the race or something like that, so... I um I just recently stopped doing triathlons and uh, did a bodybuilding thing myself where I was just kind of lifting as much as I could for a while and uh, you know put on put on some weight. I was 145 when I went into it and I ended up at 160 and now I'm back to like 153 and that was over like a, a 15 week period or so and um, you know but I, I did I, I wanted to be you know I wanted to have a little bit more muscle to be that representation for the vegan community you know not not on your level yet but you know out there trying to do my thing and yeah. uh it's been great but now of course i was asked by uh my nonprofit partner culture city they support you know uh autism awareness and acceptance around the country and uh they have tiki barber's team runs the new york city marathon so they asked me to come on board and do the new york city marathon so now i'm gonna get all skinny again training for this marathon but it's my last one i'm gonna retire after that it's for charity so i'll come out of come out of retirement train the right way and you know then i'll have to put more muscle on again later i guess i don't know that's how it works that's how it works when when you go from one to the other it uh your body goes through a, a big change yeah well 
you know, what, what's next for you? I know you said you're working on a book. Uh, you know, make sure you tell everybody where we can follow you and, uh, you know, all, all of your socials and everything like that. And then fill us in on, on the future here. Yeah. Um, well, for starters, veganbodybuilding.com is the website I've been running for now 15 years. Actually, I think it's this month exactly. I almost forgot. This is our 15th year, uh, 15th anniversary. Uh, we went online. Uh, let's see. Or is it 14 years? <laughs> February. I, I started the website 2002, but we went online February of 2003. So I've got to do, do some math there. But anyway, we're 14 or 15 years into it. And, um, you know, so that's the main place to find me. And then Robert Cheek, of course, on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and all of that. And uh, what's next? Um, well, I'm working on this new book with my training partner, Vanessa Espinosa. It's a, we've, we've talked about it a tiny bit publicly, not a whole lot, but it's called Plant-Based Muscle. And it's heavily focused on exercise demonstrations and descriptions and outlines and workout programs and really a step-by-step -step guide It'll be a uh, full-color ebook is the plan so that we can have hundreds of photos show exactly start, middle, finish of these movements, including some innovative and creative exercises that a lot of people will be unaware of. But there's something that people can use to enhance their exercise program to add more creativity to it, add more fun to it, an entire chapter on partner exercises, uh, tremendous selection for free, free weight exercises, machine, cable, body weight exercises, um, total body exercises. So it's really focused on fitness and, and very visual, very visual book, step by step. So that's called plant based muscle. And we're hoping that's out later this year, but with books, you never know. Like it just, I mean, we're in the editing phase now. So one might say, well, yeah, great. So it'll be out in what a matter of weeks or months. Well, then there's the layout and it's 300 plus pages and full of photos and you gotta lay lay the book out, and that takes a while. Even though it's just a digital book, it still takes time. And 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 like I said, uh, in another recent interview, I want it to be. Um, we're taking our time because I want it to be good. People are going to use their hard-earned money to spend it on a book that I write, and it's my third fitness book. It's got to be different. Uh, it's got to be worthwhile. It's got to be valuable. It's got to be of good quality. I don't want to just produce it just to produce it. I want to make sure it impacts people in a positive way. And that takes some patience on my part and on the audience's part when we're waiting to get this thing done. So at the moment, you know, I'm working on plant-based muscle and I'm still training. I'm training for the fun of it these days just to stay in shape and represent the vegan fitness lifestyle. And uh, I've got the vegan cruise coming up in March. This is my seventh year in a row, the vegan Caribbean cruise sailing out of Miami, Florida. And, uh, and I'm doing my speaking tour. I'm in Oakland, California coming up soon. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, um, the following month or maybe it's vice versa, <laughs> but, uh, Nashville and Oakland are coming up and I've got a, even an event this weekend. I'm not sure when this is going to be published, but in a few days, I've got a, a Phoenix vegetarian food festival here in Phoenix, Arizona on the uh, 25th of February. So I've got a lot coming up awesome. and mostly, mostly just having fun, you know, just trying to just enjoy things and, and do my best to have a positive impact on those I have the opportunity to interact with. Well, we love that positivity and authenticity. It uh, enables you to be very successful. And I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. And uh, I look forward to seeing more great stuff from you. And, and the new book sounds really great. So thank you so much for taking the time. And uh, we look forward to more great things from Robert Cheek. Well, thanks, Corey. And thanks for all the great work you do to make a difference in the lives of others too. It's uh, it's always 
admirable, and I appreciate the the work that you do to make a difference. And I and I appreciate your enthusiasm and your go-getter attitude and positivity to impact others in in a in a very positive and uplifting way. So thank you, sir. Hey guys, what's up? It's Corey back in the studio. Thank you so much for making it through another episode of Lean Green Dad Radio. But hey, don't let your experience end here. Visit us online and sign up for our free grocery shopping series. It's a three-part grocery shopping series. I take you through Whole Foods and show you all the foods that I grab, including the brands that are healthy and safe for my kids. We've also got a Facebook, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. We've got it all going on. So make sure you go follow us on social and uh, stay tuned. Until next time, my friend, this is Corey from Lean Green Dad saying keep going that extra mile for your family. See you next week.